right, it's another edition of the Channel Partners Podcast, Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I am Craig Galbraith, Executive Editor of Channel Partners. Joining me, as always, the man who saw his shadow this morning, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? <laughs> how you doing, Craig? And much like the uh, groundhog, I have no idea whether that means more winter or less winter or anyone ever listens to me. I'd be interested to know if the groundhog's prediction comes right most of the time or if he's kind of like the weatherman where nobody actually goes back and checks it. I actually think he's been proven wrong, but uh, I have not Googled those stats recently. But I, I think he's wrong a little bit more than he's right. So he's a not. lot like us. <laughs> I would say he's just like us, Craig. All right, Kevin, I got to tell you, I'm getting really excited for Sunday. I think we both know what's going down. It's going to be one super day. I got to tell you, Craig, it's like seeing those two big helmets come clashing. You got the Eagles on one side. You got the Patriots on the other side. You got Bill Belichick, Doug Peterson, Tom Brady, the legendary or maybe not so legendary Nick Foles. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you talking about? Is the Super Bowl this weekend? Uh, yeah, the Super Bowl is this weekend. Isn't that what you were referring to? No, 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 no. First Sunday in February, everybody knows. It's the Puppy Bowl. Oh, yeah, the Puppy Bowl. <coughs> you know, it's what you watch on Sunday, and then every once in a while you flip over to that game that you're talking about, like maybe during a timeout. You know, Craig, I think that's how we roll in this household, too. At least on the other TV um, where my daughter watches it, she's all about the Puppy Bowl, but... Of course, Susie, the dog, is also always watching the Puppy Bowl. All right, maybe you've stumbled on a new segment here, Kevin, where we tell the listeners a little bit about ourselves. Surely they're dying to know. Coffee with Craig and Kevin. Personal deep dive. So you mentioned Susie. We're talking about dogs. Let the folks know a little bit about your canine there. Well, sure, Craig. Uh, Susie's about two and a half years old. She's a beagle and a variety of hounds is what we were told mix. Um, we rescued her about a year and a half ago, and, you know, one could say that she rescued us as well. I mean, she's just uh, definitely a part of the family, a lot of fun, does need some attention, though. She can get into some stuff if you're not paying attention to her. She's actually asleep on the couch right next to me here, much like most, most of our listeners are during this segment, but, um, you know, just a lot of fun to be around. Um, you know, Craig, I've had the pleasure of hearing Frank before. Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about your dog, Frank? Yeah, you bet, Kevin. My buddy is 12 years old now. He was first introduced to this audience actually about a month ago, uh, right before Christmas when we did the Channel Carol. You might remember that he had to go outside uh, and I had to take him out. And later you had this cockamamie story that during that time you were visited by ghosts. You remember all this? I do. It wasn't a story, um, and I recall Frank being the genesis of it, but uh, definitely all, all truisms that I told back then. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but yeah, Frank is a border collie Australian Shepherd mix. We adopted him from the humane, well, from a shelter when he was six, and now he's twelve. We've had uh, some great fun with him. So uh, there you go. There's the ASPCA portion of this podcast. This has been a coffee with Craig and Kevin personal deep dive. <laughs> Okay, so let's get back to the game. Who you got? Although I'm not an Eagles or Patriots fan, my wife is, and just to pick on me a whole bunch, my son became an Eagles fan as well. He's been one for a few years. He's not a bandwagoner. And uh, so they're really gearing up to uh, knock out Tom Brady and the Pats. Although I don't see that happening, but I never said that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to be the Pats on Sunday. Uh, I'm not a huge fan just because I'm a little tired of them. Sorry, Lorna Gary, our editor in chief, uh, <laughs> who loves <laughs> loves New England. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be the Pats this weekend. But uh, we'll see what happens. I think if Carson Wentz was playing, uh, I think the Eagles might be able to get it done. But even though Nick Foles looked good in the last couple games, uh, I just don't think it's enough to win the Super Bowl. And yeah, Kev, while the teams have been prepping for this weekend's game, we too have been prepping for the Channel Partners Conference and Expo, where our tagline is, where ideas get real. That's very true, Craig. As a matter of fact, uh, I was fortunate enough to see you in person along with the entire Channel Partners and get this, Channel Futures teams. Just for those that haven't been listening to the podcast or paying attention online, the Channel Futures team is made up of the Penton brands that were the creative geniuses behind MSP Mentor, Talking Cloud, The VAR Guy, Web Hosting Talk. So, you know, it was great to see everybody get us all in the same room and really start letting these ideas that we've all had and shared over email become real, uh, which is why, Craig, you and I didn't say much because we don't really have any ideas of value. <laughs> You don't have to tell the listeners that. (laughs) I think they already know if they actually listen. (laughs) No doubt. But, uh, yeah, it was a great time last week getting everybody together. Good to meet uh, some of the team members that we didn't know before from the Channel Future side. And uh, people are really going to see the effects of this as the year goes on, especially at our upcoming Channel Partners Conference and Expo, April 17th through the 20th in Las Vegas, where you're going to see our two brands really united on the same stage in their entirety for the first time. Craig, without a doubt, it's going to be awesome. Um, With these two brands, honestly, we have something for every segment of the communications IT channel. So I mentioned the tagline, where Where ideas ideas get real. real, real, real. Speaking of real ideas, last year, CenturyLink sold off its data centers to a consortium of private equity partners and the brand Sextero was formed. So let's welcome in Tina Gravel, who is the channel chief with Sextera. Tina, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Craig. Tina, you know, it's so great to have you on. And before we officially get started, uh, you had just mentioned before we started recording this podcast that you are the dog mama, I believe you referred yourself to as. So (laughs) Craig and I were just talking about the puppy bowl coming up. So do you want to tell our audience a little bit about your dogs to get things started? I'm sure they want to know. (laughs) That's funny. One of the dogs that I have was rescued from an organization called Paw Safe in New York. And they were just on television talking about how one of their dogs was on the puppy bowl. And I saw it on Facebook last night, the lady that brought me my my little Sully. And uh, Sullivan is a uh, part dachshund, part whatever. I mean, he's he's a low rider, but he's very hairy. We don't know what he is. <laughs> and then he has his own dog. That's Goldie. She's becoming our dog, but she was really his dog from the beginning. And she is a Jack Russell mix and uh, very smart. I came in the house today after a a sales call with one of my team members, and I found that she had gotten onto the counter and gotten into her her food. So, I mean, they just jump so high. It's insane. So anyway, what we're doing right now, this is easy peasy compared to what I deal with, with those guys working at the house, you know? Well, we'll see about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we haven't we haven't fully started yet, Tina. <laughs> yeah, the hard-hitting good, questions are going to start right now. Hard-hitting question one, would you be able to please give our audience, who may not already know you as, as you have been a veteran of the Channel Partner shows for a while, 
uh, an overview on Sixterra and uh, your role over there. Yes, sure. So I run um, channels and um, globally and some uh, aspects of alliances within our company. Sixterra is the largest secure infrastructure company in the world. We were formed by putting together 57 data centers that came out of uh, CenturyLink and um, some uh, very unusual uh, software companies that came out of uh, Medina Capital owned them, but they were all they all stood on their own, Cryptstone, Easy Solutions, Brain, Space, and Catbird. And then with BC Partners' help and Medina Capital, we were they invested in this roll-up, if you will, and we've begun buying companies as well. So we just bought a company called Immunity that uh, is in the cyber consulting business. We're not going after the consulting side of the business in a big way, but they are the tip of the spear when it comes to a lot of what we do. And so it was very important that we had the very best people in the world to work with us. And there's no question that they are. They are the kind of people you read about every day when there's some kind of a breach and we're very proud of them. I just found out we're nine months now into our evolution. We had a call with our our founder yesterday and he, he announced it was nine months. And I looked at the calendar and it's Actually, today is nine months. So there's a lot of things that go on with a, a carve-out that I, I hadn't anticipated. I wasn't ready for, um, and I've learned a lot from it. Uh, I think that uh, when you buy pieces of a company and you depend on them for their systems for a while and things like that, there are things that you just can't anticipate. That's a little bit of what uh, what I'm, I'm going through now, but uh, it's all good. It's just, uh, just new. Tina, I love that you use the word evolution, not just because we have our channel partners evolution show. It's evolution, baby. But as our audience knows, I love to play evolution sound effects, and this will give me another opportunity. So I thank you for that. Meantime, last time we spoke was at Channel Partners Evolution in Austin. Uh, You were bold enough to sit down and do a video interview with me about uh, Sixera's new channel program, which had just launched around that time. Why don't you tell our audience how that's been progressing and what we can expect to see down the road? Well, I just want to say, you know, I had been caught in the rain prior to that video. And so uh, my (laughs) hair is a lot better today than it was that day. Of course, now that we can't see it, right? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) You just have, trust me, trust me on this. Uh, Just trust me. Um, What have I been focused on? I I built the best team that I could pull together um, in the industry. I, I inherited some folks. Uh, some we worked out of the business for various reasons, um, fit or location, you know, wasn't ideal or whatever. And then I was able to bring in some of the top folks uh, from the industry. Uh, Jean O'Neill, who was the VP of Involta Channel, has come over. Melanie Sanahara, who is, has been a director uh, and channel in various companies. And Brian Kortendick, who was a VP and a director at uh, IO and other companies, has They've all joined us, and, and they round out the, the fantastic team that I had previously uh, inherited from uh, CenturyLink. I'm also working on my business processes. You know, I mentioned how carve-outs are different. And when we were Terramark, a lot of us came out of Terramark, as you know. You know, it was very prideful around our lack of bureaucracy and, and so forth and our processes, how streamlined they were. And that was a very important thing to us. And, and so in the channel, if I couldn't be the cheapest, if I couldn't be the best location, if I couldn't be the best looking uh, data center, boy, oh boy, at least I was going to be responsive. So I was there first. So maybe I'd have a chance to to get the partner to deliver 
my proposal first and, and I'd have a better shot. So that's extremely important to us. And it's been a challenge because what we're doing is we're taking processes that CenturyLink had and we're trying to make them our own. This is what causes me, you know, to lose sleep because <laughs> I want to make sure that it all goes well and we can pay people perfectly and all of that. And I think we will be able to, but uh, we're not quite there yet. We still rely on CenturyLink for a lot of that, uh, a lot of the processes today. One more thing that I've been doing is really trying to get to know everybody. You know, I've done other jobs since I was a channel chief the last time. I did other jobs where I had channel in my responsibility, but I, I wasn't running it myself. I, I tell you, it's been very eye-opening um, in terms of, you know, what, what the role master agents have, what they expect of us, how they work with us. By traveling around and, and learning, um, you know, hearing what they have to say, uh, I decided to set up the partner advisory group. And I've invited many folks to be on the board, and uh, I'm happy to say many have accepted. I'll bring it to you first, the press release, when it's ready to go. How's that? <laughs> awesome. Love anyway. it. You know, Tina, did you get that idea from being on our business advisory board? I think Channel Partners is That's the only it. company ever That's to it. have an advisory board, right? <laughs> yep. No, I got it from you, and I want you to know that uh, all the work that I've done on your board over the last three, four years has, uh, has, has gotten me to this point today, and I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, we appreciate all your help on the board as well, because that's gotten us to where we are today and in, in allowing Craig and I to have this podcast. So we, we very much appreciate that. But, you know, we've talked about the data center business and being uh, formerly with CryptZone, Tina, you definitely know about security. And Sixterra, you know, you describe your solutions as a new way to think about security. Can you tell our audience what that would mean from a partner perspective and how these partners can best begin to position Sixterra solutions with their enterprise and mid-market clientele? So if you look at our partner ecosystem, we have major alliances. And these are your typical manufacturers, if you will, and your AWSs and Googles of the world, right? And then we have, of course, we have our, our formerly telco agents now doing the cloud, uh, master agents as well as their subs. And then we also have of our community. And there are others. There are folks that sort of, in, you know, put our, uh, our software into what they're doing. And so it's more of a resale managed service model. But if you look at those four types, the first type, the manufacturers, they're, they're doing their own thing. They've got their own security products. They may help you by allowing you to be in their marketplace or so forth, but that's what they have. The, the second type, the formerly telco agents, traditionally, you know, they've done a little bit of security. I found pockets where, you know, they have a, a sub-agent that's very, very good at it. But as a rule, there hasn't been a huge, you know, what I would call a brain trust of how to sell security solutions that I have found. And those that are interested in doing it are really just starting. And then the VARs, there are VARs that are uh, very good at, I would say, reselling security solutions. I could point to Optiv, which would probably get mad at me if they heard me calling them a VAR, but in my opinion, they are a reseller that adds value. So they may want to call themselves something else, and that's fine. They do massive amounts of Palo Alto. They do massive amounts of Cisco reselling, and um, they are fairly smart, uh, and their sellers are, are, are quite smart for, uh, for, the, for their role when it comes to security. There's very few of them around. So I see our role, and I mentioned this when I last saw you, as bringing security concepts and information, how to sell it, what to think about, you know, to the channel. Uh, that is our job. 
just as we brought cloud to the channel when I was at Terramark. It's just really the same idea. And it's going to be a bit of a slog for a while because the fact is that they want to do it, they are willing, but they've never done it before. And security has its own language. You know, I found that out myself the hard way. I thought I knew about security. I'd worked for Dimension Data that had a security division. I had sold, you know, managed services, you know, triple-digit million-dollar outsourcing deals that had security in them. What is it that I don't know? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that I didn't know a lot. It's a very confusing marketplace. There's a lot of things that have acronyms that I had never been exposed to before. And so I look at my job as simplifying as much as possible the security marketplace so that the sellers have some confidence and then can hopefully introduce us to their customers and sell with us and learn as as we go, learn with us by being at our side, and then hopefully have another, you know, arrow, you know, in their package, if you will, for the future so that their business, you know, can grow beyond what I would call more commodity offerings. And that brings me back to Arcolo. Arcolo is not about physical security. I've said this before, and I will say it until, you know, the end of time. To us, that you have to have those things. Those are what they call the table stakes, right? But what we don't have, what you don't see a lot of, is you don't see security solutions coming in at the network level being applied to everybody and anyone in that data center. And that's what we are doing. And we've begun to do it, and it is absolutely extremely successful. It's taking off. We're getting a lot of interest. What's interesting is even though these folks haven't been selling security, it's the first thing they want to hear about because they have an interest in it, you see. Tina, we're looking forward to seeing you and Sixterra in Las Vegas at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo coming up in April. Uh, why don't you give us maybe the one message you want to relay to partners who stop by and meet you and the team from Sixterra? Well, the first thing I want to say is I can't wait. I made my reservations today. So I'm looking forward to it. It's To me, it's the channel show that uh, I have to go to. It's, it's always wonderful to see old friends meet new. If you want to become a seller of security products, if you want to learn you know, and have an aptitude for this business around security, software, infrastructure, whatever it may be, come see us because we are what I call the ground zero for all of this. We will get you started. We will teach you a glossary of security topics. We don't assume anybody knows anything when we start with you. And by hanging around with us, you will get uh, an education that you would have had had you worked for a security company, and you'll be able to do a lot with that. And it's not just about our products. There are other ones that complement what we do that we can suggest that you, you you add to your portfolio as well. And uh, if you want to be in managed services or if you're already in managed services and you want to add some of these security products and make your, your offering as bulletproof as possible, wow, all the better. We'll, we'll help enable you as a managed service provider to use you know, what we're doing. Well said. Craig and I are going to definitely have to stop by that booth because Craig needs an education on all things, and, and I would like to start selling security solutions myself. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you always pick on the tall guy? I know. He's so mean to me. I know. They're just jealous of your voice and your height. You know, it's just jealousy, Craig. Just I'll get him wave back. It Don't off worry. I'll get him back probably within yeah. the next minute or two. He usually does. It's because he's the Ryan Gosling of voices. I mean, what am I going to do with that? I can't deny it. That's funny. 
Hey, thanks so much for your time today, Tina. We look forward to seeing you at the show. And uh, thanks for being such a great friend of Channel Partners. It's my pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Some great stuff there from Tina, Kevin. All that talk about data and security makes me wonder how we can get some more data into your head and keep it secure. You know, Craig, uh, I don't know if there's room in my brain for more data. The problem is I just don't have the right data. It's more about sodium count in bacon and how can I get my hands on a Twinkie within the next five seconds, you know. Tell them about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? <laughs> That's the kind of data I have. So we'd have to boot out some data first. We'd have to do a big data cleanse. I'd need some big data analytics and then Six Terra's data center solution to really make that work. I'm loving that. You can't move out the Twinkie thing, so you may just have to stay the way you are. Yeah, un- unfortunately for myself and, and everyone around me, yes, that is the case. Speaking of data analytics, data centers, um, security, I understand that you are not just the executive editor of Channel Partners anymore. You've been mentioning Channel Futures a lot lately. Why is that? Yeah, Kevin, so I think this is where people in our audience are going to see the most immediate impact of the Channel Futures and Channel Partners partnership all coming under one roof, and that's on our websites. So we now have pretty much twice the number of editors working together. You're going to see some different bylines on Channel Futures. You're going to see some different bylines on Channel Partners. And we're really taking the channel by storm with this. We're going to be able to cover more topics, uh, more in-depth content. You're going to see more original stories. I think we're going to have the channel covered telecom, IT, MSPs, consultants, just about everything you can imagine under the sun. You know, Craig, I cannot wait to see all that fully come to fruition. I know it's already in process. It's just all good things for for us and for the channel as a whole. And one could say, Craig, that with all this, we are really connecting the channel audience on the communications, on the IT side, 365 days a year, um, which would be our parent brand, Connect 365. You see what I did there? Wow, that was impressive. Looks like I got some of that Twinkie data out and actually found out how everything's coming full circle for us over here. Hey, at least the bacon's still there. It is, which is why my last response made no sense. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, as we mentioned earlier, Kevin, you're going to see the Channel Futures Channel Partners combination uh, coming up at our show in April. That's right, Craig. At the Channel Partners Conference and Expo at the Venetian in Las Vegas, April 17th to the 20th, um, in addition to all the editorial changes you're going to see from this new collaborative powerhouse, I would call it, you're going to see the same thing at our events. So you're going to see a lot of new content geared towards the IT audience, the IT partner audience, the MSPs, the VARs. And you're also going to see us start up something new on the show floor called the MSP Pavilion. And you know there's going to be more details coming about that uh, down the line. And of course, the legacy telecom audience on Channel Partners will be very happy. They'll see a lot of the big traditional telecom players that you would come to expect at our shows as well. Craig, it really has become the, you know, solo, independent, all-inclusive communications technology channel event. And I I cannot wait to continue working with the team from Channel Futures to just continue to diversify, expand uh, not only our audience, but the types of services any type of partner can sell to their end user customers that that their customers are going to need down the line. So uh, I think Lorna Gary in one of her articles said it best. We're going to be presenting the technologies that your customers are going to need three years from now and opening up the conversation on what your customers are going to need five years from now. One of those services your customers might want is PaaS. Podcast as a service, Kevin. And you can download the archive of our podcast as a service. Just go to iTunes 
and type in Channel Partners Online. You'll find uh, quite a number of classic Coffee with Craig and Kevin podcasts. And I use classic in the term of just in the past, not like really great, worth listening to again. You know what I mean? Yeah, they've got us on vinyl now, Craig. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody, and we'll uh, catch you next time. Thanks, everyone. Until the fellas start the name calling. And the girls respond to the call. I have a poor one shout out. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who?